What is going on out there? All of my fellow conservatives, Brandon Lewis here, coming to you live uh, from an undisclosed location uh, somewhere in the Chattanooga area. Glad to be here with you. I'm going to bring you the biggest news stories um, all across the three grand divisions of Tennessee, and there are some big ones. So I'm glad to be here with you. If you'll look in the comments section as I go through this, you can see that Jason will be posting these articles and also uh, perhaps a few calls to action. And so make sure that you can uh, get to those and put those puppies in there. <clears throat> All right. And do put in the comments section if you can hear me. If you can hear me loud and clear and if this thing's coming on, I've got a little bit of a microphone attached to this. So if you can hear uh, the broadcast, if you would put it in the comment section, that would be great. And also let me know uh, who you are, um, who or rather where you are watching from. We've got some big stories to cover here. So let's get right into it. Thank you. Loud and clear. That must be from Jason. So the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is take action this week. Uh, we have a social media common carrier bill that is one step closer to becoming law, and Jason is going to post the uh, committee members in there and the fact that you need to contact them. And so I'm going to start off with that because this is the biggest thing, but then I want to make a little bit of commentary about what's going on with illegal immigration in our state and what we should really think about that as primary uh, voting Republicans and conservatives. So here we go. First up. Uh, the common carrier bill that would stop social media censorship of Tennessee elections and citizens has passed the full House Commerce Committee and will now be heard in the House Finance Ways and Means Committee on Wednesday, March 30th. That's next week, guys. So I'm really going to need your help to make sure that we contact these folks. Uh, the A's prevailed in a voice vote with two Republican committee members voting no. We have no shortage of rhinos. No shortage of rhinos. And I hope that uh, people pick up papers in the Republican primary against these folks. And here, here are the rhinoceroses. If you want to identify them when you see them out and about, ask them why they vote this way. Representative Patsy Hazelwood and Representative Eddie Manis, who could not even be qualified as a Republican to run, but rather had to be vote, vouched for. They're just Democrats. And hey, they voted with the Democrats on this. Powell and Thompson, uh, sponsor of the bill, Representative Dem Dennis Powers, said that the legislation would simply bring social media companies under the existing common carrier law so that Tennesseans and uh, the public in large will not be discriminated against. Hey guys, thanks for joining me here. We've got a few more folks coming on. Uh, do post in the comment section from whence you are watching. Let me know what you think about these stories as we go. And uh, moving right along with this story, uh, before <clears throat> the vote was taken, Power stated, we wish the federal government would have dealt with this years ago. I wish Trump and the Republicans would have dealt with it. But all, as we know, when Republicans get in power up in Washington, they, they don't do much. Uh, they, they bicker and they squabble. Hey, Steve, watching from Spring Hill, Tennessee. Thanks, buddy. Uh, they bicker and they squabble and they squander opportunities when they are in power, just like our Republicans do up in Nashville. So we wish the Repub uh, the federal government would have dealt with this years ago, Dennis Power said, and they should have, but because they have not, it's gone back to the states. The states created the federal government, so we really have the obligation. If the federal government is not going to do their job, we need to step in. And it is going to be a model legislation for the nation. The common carrier law is one that uh, we feel has constitutional muster, and it's the one that Associate uh, U.S. Supreme Court Clarence, uh, or Clarence Thomas said would work. So <clears throat> this is the approach that we're going to be 
taking. All right, guys. So that's the social media common carrier law. Is it perfect? In an ideal world, neither the government nor big tech would be able to censor your speech. But we are not in an ideal world. We are in the practical political world in which we live where we have to get things done. And the libertarian argument on this has always been, um, well, if you want there to be free speech online, then you should start your own social media platform, which they did with Parler. And then Amazon immediately shut down their servers. Okay, because it had gained some momentum. Then uh, Apple said you can't download it anymore. Then Google uh, Play said you can't download it anymore. So big tech and their lobbyists are up in Nashville right now pouring money into these rhinos campaigns that will take it. They are influencing them constantly saying that it's going to lose, that it's just like the other bills, and it's not. And they're up there. And buddy, the lobbyists have more power. And they have more influence up there, especially the taxpayer-funded lobbyists, the ones that you pay for, than citizens do in Nashville. That's what I'm discovering. Running this publication has not been very much fun. It's been expensive, and it has been demoralizing because all I ever really get to do is tell you <laughs> is, is just to have this, um, this reinforcement of the fact that uh, liberty and freedom and true conservatism is not really alive and well up there, but rather it's a bunch of taxpayer-funded uh, lobbyists, a bunch of left-leaning corporate in interests, and a bunch of rhinos. And Brian uh, Benton mentions get on Gab. I think we're on Gab. To my knowledge, Jason can call, uh, can uh, chime in here, but guess where all the conservatives in Tennessee are not? On Gab. There's not enough of them, so we have to play where we can be politically influential, and this is one of those places. And so right now, you, you have the interest of Tennesseans, Republicans, conservatives, and conservative thought up against big tech, up against left-leaning corporations up there, and they are constantly in the offices, constantly in the offices. And I believe, Brian, that, uh, that uh, Jason just posted in the link there uh, to to click on that Gab profile if you want to do that. Catherine Kegel Harmon says, get them out of Tennessee. Uh, Sonia says, uh, Severeful Tennessee needs help. The school boards uh, all just voted yes for SEL, a.k.a. CRT. you got to get these folks out in the primaries. And I'm actually interviewing a guy that's running in the Republican primary uh, against another Republican, uh, and I think we need that. I think that, that Republicans should be able to stand on the record and win elections. Here's another thing I want to talk about before we get into the next story, and that's illegal immigration. <clears throat> so we have had just about every good bill that would do anything, um, anything to stop illegal immigration in our state has been killed by rhinos in Nashville this year. We had a bill uh, that would have stopped taxpayers from funding uh, the education of illegal immigrants, compulsory, and we had two Republicans vote against it. And it died, didn't make it out of the Educational Committee. We had uh, legislation to transport them to other uh, parts of the country. That got killed by rhinos. Uh, we had legislation um, that um, would have, uh, what else? Jason can put that in here. We had legislation on illegal immigration that would, um, that would allow for uh, prosecuting people that facilitate the transportation of those individuals, that's actually still alive. 
though it may be killed um, very quickly. We had an E-Verify bill that had the opportunity to uh, make it compulsory for employment in Tennessee to, to go through the E-Verify system and that there would be financial penalties if, if you disregarded that. That was killed. So let me ask you a question. And this is a good question. You can pose this to any Republican legislator that you talk to. You, should, you could pose it to the governor who promised that he would fight against legal, illegal immigration. You could ask it to Cameron Sexton. Uh, you could ask it to Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally. If, if Republican leadership will not do anything significant to curtail illegal immigration, when we have the greatest illegal immigration crisis in our nation and in our state, if they won't do Jack Doodley, you know what? then they need to just quit lying on the campaign trail. I don't think that the Republicans, if you're running for Senate or House, if you're not one of the handful like Bruce Griffey or Dennis Powers or Mark Pody or Janice Bowling or Terry Lynn Weaver or a handful of them that are really conservative on this issue, the word illegal immigration should never come out of your mouth on the campaign trail, and you should just tell people the truth, and that is I'm a corporate shill, and I get lots of PAC money, and we ain't doing jack squat about this, and we don't care if it drives down wages, we don't care if it hurts our culture. We don't care if there are safety concerns. We don't care if your kids can't get educated because they're in a room with a whole bunch of other kids who can't speak English and who have no previous education, even though our education system already can't teach kids to read and write. This is the gospel truth about what's going on with illegal immigration in the state of Tennessee. We got one bill that might help stop the facilitation of transporting illegal aliens I don't even think that thing's going to pass. I'll just be honest with you. I'll just be honest with you. I don't think we've got a shot. I think the only shot we have to do anything about illegal immigration in the state of Tennessee is to primary as many of these rhinos on these committees that continue to kill the legislation. I'm at a loss. <clears throat> so please share this everywhere you can. Share the podcast. Share this video. If you know people that are concerned about this issue, it is terrible. That's all I got. That's a rosy, rosy red little report. Let's move on to the next story. <clears throat> Parents' Bill of Rights blocked by House Health Committee, Health, 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 Health Subcommittee. After being rolled multiple times without action by the House Health Subcommittee, the Parents' Bill of Rights was dealt the killing blow during their March 22nd meeting by failing to receive a second. As per procedure, Chairman of the Health uh, Subcommittee Bob Ramsey called for a motion and a second. The bill received a proper motion, but no subcommittee member spoke up to offer a second. Ramsey announced the bill died due to a lack of, assess, uh, of a second. House Bill 2451, sponsored by Representative Weaver, would have required local education agency to permit parents to have access to certain information, including the names of instructors, uh, titles uh, available in school libraries, teacher manuals, and curriculum. It would have required that parents provide written consent before a student could participate in any extracurricular uh, activities, uh, family, family lessons, field trips, school assembly, or guest speaker, and it would have prohibited certain health care practitioners from providing med uh, medical treatment to a minor without parental consent or appropriate court order. Uh, Representative Weaver told us, I find it appalling that a bill brought to me by a parent, not a lobbyist, which is the biggest issue, was never even heard by the committee. Thus, the parents across the state were silenced. However, the lobbyist voices rang out loud and clear, parents' rights, parents' rights, what's next? From the words of the great late Tom Petty, I won't back down. The lobbyists up there, lobbyists, are a big, huge issue in Tennessee 
Uh, Guavin Marklin says, Mark Pody is awesome, and I agree. Uh, Kathy uh, Kegel says, we're not buying their lies. Do your research uh, all on the candidates, especially your local and state election. Here's another story related to this. Lobbying transparency bill died, do, dies due to lack of a subcommittee support. I want you to listen to this bill, listen to the fact that it's dead, and then think about what it says about the, the Republicans on this committee. On March 18th, the Tennessee Lobbyist Association sent an email to all their members urging their action to lobby against the transparency for taxpayer-funded lobbying legislation currently being considered in the Tennessee General Assembly. The legislation that the TLA hoped to block was House Bill 2485, sponsored by Representative Todd Warner, and Senate Bill 2687, sponsored by Senator Mark Pody. As introduced, the act would require employers of lobbyists to include with their employer disclosure report to the Ethics Commission the aggregate total amount of your damn taxpayers' dollars that was being funded in part or whole, including expenses for lobbying, consulting, advocating, and third-party associations utilized by the employer for such services. So basically, all they were asking is, hey, if you're going to take taxpayer dollars to lobby against their best interest, which is primarily what the MFers do up there, then you should have to report how much money you're spending on the lobbyists. Seems really reasonable. Not to rhinos. Apparently, the lobbyist effort paid off as Representative Warner contacting us to explain that he, sorry about this, had taken it off notice from the House Public Service uh, Committee, and Chair Esther Heldon told him the bill would not pass or have a motion or a second in the committee meeting. Warner said, with the Republican majority up here, it's very sad to see a lack of support for true conservative legislation from my peers. And this is what we basically have. We have a handful of true Republicans, and we have a whole bunch of Democrats that run on the Republican side because that's how their districts are drawn. All it is is wanting to know how much money is being spent on taxpayer lobbying. Amazing. I don't even have to make this stuff up. I don't even have to gild the lily. I don't even have to. I don't. These people make it. I mean, they just make it transparent. And here's the thing. If you've listened this far, you're one of the true blue Republicans that care about what's going on in our state. So let me tell you, we are the only organization in the state of Tennessee that's doing this kind of reporting so that you actually know who's conservative and who isn't. So if you would go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support, this has been the hardest damn thing I've ever had to raise money for. I've raised money for the Muscular Dystrophy Association, Baylor School, state and local candidates, federal candidates, my fraternity, church, you name it. This thing has been the hardest to get support for because there's no money in keeping people free. And there's, there's a lot of money in taking people's rights away. So if you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support, if you give $50 or more or a $10 plus recurring donation, we will send you this Don't California My Tennessee Tumblr. If you put uh, the convictions and the courage of the majority of these people on these committees up in Nashville in here, uh, which would amount to about this much conviction and courage only when it's politically expedient, and if you put it in here and you shook it up, it would swell all the way to the brim and perhaps even overflow. Uh, out of this because it has magical properties. We'll also send you a Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker along with a Proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker and you will get my heartfelt appreciation plus this directory of your state and local, uh, your state elected representatives in the House and the Senate. And I hope that, that thing changes. 
I hope that that thing really changes a lot between now and uh, the election because we need some we need some conservative legislators up there to quit lying on the campaign trail and to start doing things in committee. So please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support and hit that support button. You'd be one of about three people to do it. Moving right along. Legislation to safeguard religious services during a time of crisis passes the Tennessee legislature. And this is one I've got mixed feelings about. Number one, I hate that it's even necessary. Number two, the only reason it probably got any votes is because there's not anybody lobbying against it up in Nashville. And probably the only reason it got any votes is because it's almost like political pandering. The sad fact is that it is necessary. Even our own governor during the pandemic called uh, anyone who wanted to attend church services selfish. And he didn't stand up for anybody. Instead, he, he opposed our individual freedoms and rights uh, throughout the pandemic. And so the fact that we even have to do this is amazing, in my opinion. So, Tennessee legislation that was first filed in February of 2021, filed in February of 2021, back when we needed it, has passed the General Assembly with overwhelming votes in favor because now it doesn't make a damn difference. Senator Janice Bowling, thank God for her, amended Bill SB 1197 during the Senate hearing on March 24, 2022. This bill prohibits a public official from limiting the lawful operation of a church or religious organization, including religious services, during a time of emergency or major disaster. Bowling said it simply codifies our First Amendment and uh, religious rights. Prior to taking the vote, Republican Senators Becky Massey, Mike Bell, Kerry Howards, uh, Joey Hensley, and Ken Yeager spoke in favor of the bill. About time. About time. Bill said, let's err on the side of liberty and conscience. Where were these people? Where were these people years ago when we were going through all this? Let's err on the side of freedom. Let's err on the side of protecting worship. Robert said to me, this bill does something that we ought to have discussed, and that is we're giving the right of a church to remain open during a time of crisis when people need the encouragement more than any other time in their lives. Hensley said, this is a fundamental right that we should protect, should have protected before. That's my words, not his. Freedom of religion and worship is one of the most uh, freedoms we need to protect at all costs. Government should not be shutting down churches, yet they did, and nobody did anything about it. Next one. A final vote was taken. Uh, it passed 25 yeses and four no votes with all Republicans present voting in favor. It's always easy to vote yes when there's no money on the line, isn't it? On the House side, H. Bill HB 1137 was sponsored by Representative Rusty Grills. Uh, the bill housed out of the House of Representatives last year on April 12th with 70 yeses and eight noes, one person voting uh, not voting uh, with all Republicans presenting uh, voting present uh, in favor. Grill said, I just don't believe the governor by the stroke of the pen should be able to stop uh, religious gatherings. And I think that's important because it has eternal value. We need to make sure that our churches have the doors open and willing to ready to allow congregants to meet. I'm glad they did it. I applaud them for doing it. But I sure wish they would have done it when Lee and all these petty little city mayors and all these petty county mayors like the one that I lived in here, Jim Coppinger, terrible rhino, awful legacy, uh, would have done something about this stuff. The things that really matter that we need now, the Republicans won't do anything about, but the things that don't matter that are symbolic, they'll hop on and brag about. I'm just tired of it. And I just it has been very frustrating reporting on this legislative session this year. I thought it would be much better than this. It's turned out to be pretty rough. 
Next story. Some Senate Republicans do not support legislation to ban abortions in Tennessee. Representatives, represent, uh, Representative Rebecca Alexander is sponsoring House Bill 2779 that will ban all abortions except those that will prevent the death or substantial irreversible impairment of a bodily function of the mother. Alexander says the bill was modeled after similar legislation that was passed in Texas. The passing of that legislation resulted in around a 60% decrease in the numbers of abortions performed in the state. The bill would allow any individual to sue those who help women obtain abortions. This not only includes physicians who uh, perform abortions, it also includes those who aid and abet abortions by paying for the reimbursement uh, for somebody else to pay for an abortion. If it passes, individuals could be sued for up to $10,000. Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally, who presides over the Senate, states that he will not offer his support for the legislation, citing a presumed conflict with the state's heart-billed abortion law that is currently the subject of a of a case in federal court. Randy McNally is old. He is not with it. And I don't mean that in any kind of derogatory personal way, but people ask him questions out in public the few times he goes out and takes questions in public. And he can't tell people about very basic fundamental things without staff around, things that I know. And I'm not saying that there are so many people in Tennessee that know so much more than I do because I can only keep up with this half the time because I run another business. He's not with it. Uh, but the most important thing is he doesn't have conservative moorings or convictions. He had to be dragged, kicking and screaming, to allow people to have a few of their medical freedoms back. We still have rhinos like Patsy Hazelwood killing bills like that say you shouldn't have to have a vaccine passport to listen to music in a taxpayer-funded public facility. That's what we got up there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you. You can look at all the the pretty uh, Facebook posts and Instagram posts and everything that these legislators are all putting up, standing in front of this and that, usually organizations that give them PAC money, usually. And you can see them posting all this stuff online. And you think, man, these are some, we got some conservative legislators in Tennessee. Buddy, when push comes to shove, we don't. Pictures are easy. Policy is hard. I'm not going to read the rest of this crap. You know what I will. McNally states that he has spoken with Senator Mark Pody, sponsor of the Senate version of the bill about his concerns, stating that he hopes the legislation does not advance in the Senate. Doesn't surprise me. And here's a big disappointment to me personally. Senator Ken Yeager stated that individuals... <clears throat> With a cause of action allowing them to pursue civil penalties for procedures unrelated to them personally would capsize the current tort of law. Ken Yeager's a rhino. And the saddest thing about this is that I helped get him elected. You just never know how people are going to do until they get up there. I hope somebody runs against him in the primary. He's a government animal. That's what he cares about. Makes his money from the government. Loves government. Loves being in government. Cares more about government employees, cares more about uh, government lobbyists than he cares about his own constituents. That's my take on it. Next story. Senator Janice Bowling speaks on the Tenth Amendment and states' rights. Senator Janice Bowling spoke about the Tenth Amendment and states' rights during a committee meeting March 16th while presenting a bill to end Tennessee's practical uh, participation with federal actions that find them constitute, uh, constitutionally uh, volative, which means it violates it. Bowling said, today we face a federal government that has taken literally hundreds of thousands of steps beyond the boundaries drawn by the Constitution. Bowling quoting, uh, quoted uh, Thomas Jefferson, who wrote, all powers that are not specifically granted 
uh, to the federal government be reserved to the states. She also reminded her colleagues that Jefferson said to take a single step beyond the boundaries thus specified drawn around these powers of Congress is to take possession of a boundless field of power. And so uh, Bowling also noted that state and local government can refuse to carry out federal directives for any reason. Uh, no determination of constitutionality is necessary, she said. The state has the right uh, to direct its resources wherever it sees fit. And I hope that that, uh, she's got a bill that deals with the nullification process in Tennessee. And this is something we should have done a long time ago. As people were being denied their medical freedoms in our state, instead of our legislators asserting states' rights, well, the federal government said this. Well, the federal government won't give us this money. Well, the federal government won't, won't pay this. I mean, money is not principle. Money is not principle. But apparently a lot of Republicans think it is. Survey shows an all-time low consumer outlook in Tennessee. A new survey shows that Tennessee consumers have much lower economic outlook than usual, dropping considerably since the last survey in December. According to the Tennessee Consumer Outlook Index, that's a survey conducted by Middle uh, Tennessee State University College of Business. This decline seems to come from concerns over inflation, rising gas prices, the war in Ukraine, and a lack of satisfaction with the performance of President Joe Biden. Usually Tennesseans measure much more positive outlook than the rest of the country. The current survey completed earlier this month resulted in a score of negative 198. The previous all-time low was registered at 106 in September of 2021. And the December 2021 survey, the director of MTSU's Office of Consumer Research explained that the Consumer Outlook survey does not represent what's currently going on today, but rather what people think when they look into the future. So I'm going to close with a little personal commentary. I hope that you don't mind me doing this. A few things. Had a good weekend. Uh, my, my daughter had a 10 10-year-old birthday party at our house with family. Uh, yes, last night we had a little get-together, uh, grilled out some steaks, uh, had had one of her, well, her best friend come over uh, from across the street. So uh, we had a good little good little dinner. We're going to do an ice cream bar tonight, uh, continue to celebrate the birthday week. Uh, it was lots of fun. Uh, we went to the Lost Sea yesterday, which I would strongly recommend as a tourist attraction, if you have not been to the Lost Sea, it is a fantastic uh, little venue there in Sweetwater. Uh, this weekend, my plan is to uh, go out to the new property. It is just about the size to build a walking trail, like a quarter-mile walking trail. So I'm going to go out with a good a friend of mine, Eric, and we are going to uh, mark where that puppy's going to go. Got to meet the landscaper. It is a mud hole out there. Try to get that thing shored up. And, uh, you know... I want to talk a little bit about our culture. We have Supreme Court justices that cannot say what a woman is. And I don't know what's going on with the corruption of our culture. I believe it's spiritual. Leftism gets a hold of really good things, and it kills it, corrupts it, makes it bad. Um, I'm not saying that public education was ever fantastic, even when I was in school, because... I think when you don't pay your money directly uh, and when you don't have to put your own skin in the game and write a check and when you are not really a consumer, you're just a number, naturally, from an economic standpoint, that's going to produce a, a, a bad result from an education standpoint. And government cannot do simple things well. They certainly can't do complex things well, like educating Students, we know this. I mean, we, we've been trying this for 40, 50 years. Every year, the money goes up. 
the quality goes down, and the satisfaction of the parents and the students goes down. It's just, it's just a fact of the matter. I'll tell you something else that corrupts. Science fiction. So, <laughs> I, one of my earliest memories is watching Star Trek. My parents uh, divorced when I was uh, one, something like that. And I barely remember, not one, I don't know, maybe it was two or three, I can't even recall when it happened. But I can barely remember living in their home. Uh, I moved into a little mobile home, single-wide mobile home, uh, when I lived with my mother, and I lived with her until I was 13. But one of my earliest memories is laying on some shag green carpet and watching uh, Star Trek, the original. And I just thought it was great. And so I watched The Next Generation when I was in high school. Um, but they came out with one about two or three years ago, and it was just terrible. It was just chocked full of as much political nonsense as you could possibly watch. I got about halfway through it, and I was like, I can't watch this, and I just quit watching it. And then Picard came out, and it's pretty much been devoid of all that nonsense until the most recent episode where they arrive on Earth in the year 2024. And of course, climate change has killed us all, or is about to kill us all, and the, the planet's on life support. They had to throw in, like, the homosexual agenda. That's got to be in every episode. They had to throw in um, the uh, nobility of allowing people to just sprawl all over uh, vagrants and bums. I mean, trespassers. You know, like we've done this thing where we think that we're going to somehow uh, end people's willingness to work by feeding them endlessly and allowing them to sleep wherever they want to and providing them all kinds of services. That just doesn't work. We've seen it not work. So I'm watching this, what is normally a really good show about shooting up things and jumping all over the place and, you know, slingshotting around a, a planet in, in 15 minutes to, to go try and travel. And it's like they always dump this crap in the middle of good programming. The only thing that I really did like uh, about The Mandalorian, of course, <laughs> they had to can one of their characters, uh, fired them from the show because she expressed some conservative views. The only thing that I really liked about Disney's Mandalorian was the fact that they took all that political stuff out of it. It was just a spaghetti western in space. And so it saddens me as I watch my child's programming on TV, uh, try to watch a TV show that has been produced in the last 10 years. The fact that the left and Hollywood and big tech is just absolutely dead set on eliminating American exceptionalism, Judeo-Christian values, anything that would actually help us get out of the mess that we're in. Because God... Uh, has a little instruction manual called the Bible. And when you don't live by it, things go wrong. How do, how do I know this? Because I often avoid uh, taking up its advice in my own life. And I make mistakes all the time. I am no choir boy. And every time I deviate from the set of instructions, God spanks your bottom. He might not do it right away, but he'll do it eventually. And it just... It breaks my heart to watch so many good things get so corrupted. From our education system in Tennessee, both at the undergraduate and the graduate level, these little kids that they're failing by not teaching them how to read and write, 
sent them out in school functionally illiterate, failing to protect our, our culture on illegal immigration. And a lot of it's just PAC money up in Nashville. It's amazing. Start small. So guys, I'm doing my little part here. Running this little conservative news organization with our skeleton crew. Please do forward this video to anybody you know. Send them the podcast. If they're, Everybody knows some conservative that doesn't know their ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to what's going on in Tennessee. They don't know what's going on up in Nashville. They don't know about their state reps and how they vote. That's one reason we end up with rhinos year after year. So if you could please let the, the conservatives that you know that are actually conservative know about our news publication. Ask them to subscribe so they at least, maybe if they check an email once a week, they might kind of sort of know something that's going on. Their heart's in the right place. Their brain just isn't. They just don't know. It's very expensive for us to get subscribers. And uh, we don't keep all of them because a lot of folks are country club Republicans. Like They don't care about critical race theory in the school. They don't care about the sexualization of children. They don't care about illegal immigration as long as the taxes are low um, and, and, and the economic climate's decent. They don't care about all the corruption that comes from corporations that hate our way of life coming into Tennessee and getting billions of dollars to do it. I'll close with this thought. Every uh, Republican campaigns on illegal immigration we are having the biggest crisis in illegal immigration in our state's history. And for the most part, nothing was done about it this year. But when Ford Motor Company wants to move into our state, very left-leaning company, and they want to push a green agenda down our throat by building electric cars, we'll have a special session and give them a billion of your tax dollars. That is a huge contrast in what their priorities are, spoken versus lived. All right, guys, that's all I got. I hope y'all have, I've gone long. I hope y'all have a fantastic, wonderful weekend. Love you, mean it. Take care. I'll talk to you next week. And uh, keep your eyes in the inbox for Brandon's brain. If I can get around to writing it today, I hope I can. Take care, guys. Have a fantastic weekend. Hope you enjoy it. See you next week.